Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hey guys, welcome back for Food for... Oh my god. Okay. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Food for Thought. Today's episode, we're going to focus on the food industry and its effect on obesity. Uh, my name's Taylor. My name is Jane. And I'm Trisha. And today, um, this podcast is a representation of discourse on the obesity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys have definitions of d- discourse so like the audience knows what we're talking about? Right. Okay. Um, well, you go ahead, Taylor. I actually found a definition, pretty uh, short and sweet. Um, discourse is a written or spoken communication or debate. Um, oh, now that we know what discourse means, I feel like we should understand what obesity is and how it's measured. Mm-hmm. So, obesity, according to the CDC, they define it as the weight that is higher than what is considered as a healthy weight for that height. And a BMI, um, I read this on the Harvard uh, School of Public Health website, that doctors can easily calculate the body mass index, which is the BMI, for the height and weights they gather in at each checkup. Someone with a BMI measurement of 25 to 30 would be considered overweight, while someone with a BMI 30 or higher would be considered obese. Um, okay, and we're like discourse and obesity lie together. We're basically going to talk about today is how the food industry um, blames or does not does not take blame for the responsibility and ob- the role in obesity today. They mm-hmm. so the debate is basically um, personal versus environment. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about peer review ads, um, journals, TV shows, radio, congressmen speeches, things like that that uh, sort of go along with the topic of obesity and discourse. Yeah, so um, there's kind of like, we all sat together and we thought of the three things we thought of for each personal versus environment when we thought of that relating to the obesity crisis. So for personal, um, we thought mainly like people go, it's your own problem, you have to figure it out. It's how you eat and it's how you exercise. While environment, we thought of it's what you see, what you're told, and um, like the income, because we looked it up in a lot, we noticed that um, with statistics and stuff, that lower income families and communities' poverty are tend to be more overweight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, because you think about it, like you go home from work, or it's just cheaper and it's easier it's to get something to get fast something food. Fast. Right. Do you really want to stand over an oven after standing all day or working all day and cook a meal when you could just go down the street and get a sandwich? Yeah. And like just like that's get a cheeseburger just, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also found that from a quote from Think Progress, uh, Democrats tend to believe that both the individual and government are responsible for combating the obesity epidemic, while Republicans believe that the on us falls largely on the individual so mm-hmm. it's basically saying that republicans tend to think that we, um, more it's more of a personal responsibility than an environmental responsibility no like i found a like uh, a quote that fits right into that it's from a congressman named rick keller mm-hmm. and um in 2004 to ban lawsuits claiming health damages against fast food restaurants is typical in emphasizing personal behavior and he says, we've got to get back to those old-fashioned principles of personal responsibility, of common sense, and get away from this new culture where everybody plays the victim and blames other people for their problems. So basically, he's putting it on the individual and saying, like, it's not the fast food's problem at all, mm-hmm. which is a perfect right. example of personal responsibility. Right. Taking initiative. Yeah. Okay. So, so then we had um, 
also watched an HBO documentary called Weight of the Nation. And we compared that with a uh, Nicole Arbor video called Dear Fat People. Yeah, prov- like uh, the stigma part of it mainly. Mm-hmm. The Way of the Nation, they talk to people who are um, overweight and obese, and they kind of ask them what their feelings are, how they're spoken to every day, like what they go their through. personal, lively experiences. Yeah, well, Nicole Arbor, who's an internet personality, she made a video called Dear Fat People, mm-hmm. and she is basically saying... I'm being harsh because I care, and mm-hmm. she just um, had many different examples. Do you guys want to talk about those two? Yeah. yeah. In the Weight of the Nation video, one of the pers- um, obese people, talk, they don't need to be told every day just um, when they already know. So it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, don't tell me. Like mm-hmm. I already know right. what I'm going through. She and has that sort of outsider perspective when she's not living it every day. And there were many people in that... Um, HBO documentary where they were saying we live with this every day we don't have to be told right yeah and they even talk about like the people who take food out Mm -hmm. of their grocery cart and she had that story um with the the family on the airplane Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. right she and she also did where there was like this family and she had to wait a long time because they were overweight so it took them a while to get through everything and then she sat next to the son on the airplane he was like over her seat it was she was making it seem like he was doing it on purpose when in reality he can't control that he's invading her space yeah exactly and And it's really not even that big of an issue you kind of just gotta deal with it Exactly. Like, what? what is he going to do? And the parking lot thing that you brought mm-hmm. up, too. Nicole made a very um, impressional point when she was talking about um, basically saying that we uh, provide crutches to obese people and calling them disabled and saying that their parking lot shouldn't be at the front of the parking lot. It should basically be at the back so that they get the exercise and walk to the front of the grocery store. Oh, like outside view. How mm-hmm. and her video is out in the media, and she refuses to apologize for right. it because she thinks that she's helping people. Mm-hmm. And it's just another thing of like deflecting and people saying what they want. I thought it was very interesting in the HBO documentary where many of the people who are being interviewed feel like it's become socially acceptable to bully people oh, if they're people. obese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just they feel like they have to. They're gonna mm-hmm. go outside their home and. They, should, they just already expect it from right. outside people. Mm-hmm. And I just think that a big possibility with the Nicole Arbor video, she could be doing everything she's doing just for the media, just for likes, for views, for, oh, you know. Like, totally. Mm-hmm. A lobbyist, Rick Berman, uh, mm-hmm. doc, a.k.a. Nickname. Dr. Evil, right. who <clears throat> has, he's a lobbyist against many organizations, for those who don't know him. He mm-hmm. runs a public relations company called Berman & Co. He has uh, made money ads attacking government regulations especially dealing with food and he's just a big example of personal responsibility exercise especially because he's funded by the food industry mainly right and we have a commercial mm-hmm. we wanted to play for the viewers just to show basically what his ads are showing people and like what they're making mm-hmm. people believe right. everywhere you turn somebody is telling us what we can eat it's getting harder just to enjoy beer on a night out, do you ever feel like you've always been told what not to do? Find out who's driving the food police 
at consumerfreedom.com. And consumer freedom is just one of his many examples. It's personal, like personal responsibility and the government telling you what to do just to show people like you can do what you want. And I know visually you couldn't see the video, but it was very graphic in portraying how human instinct doesn't that. like to be challenged. Mm -hmm. If if someone sets out to do something, they're going to do that. And way. the whole video was someone trying to eat something and yeah. a and hand coming out, out taking yeah. it right. out. So I think, yeah, human instinct doesn't like to be challenged is a mm -hmm. big thing with that. Because oh. Which is another big example of personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. And um, we looked at this and we found a quote from her from by the New Yorker. And so this is the CEO of PepsiCo. Mm -hmm. And she was in an interview and someone, they were talking about kind of whose responsibility about the obesity crisis. Right. And she, her quote was, real challenges, instead of sitting down and figure out who is responsible specifically, why don't we say we need to be part of the solution? Again, deflecting their responsibility. Putting it on the individual. Yeah, taking no yes. part on what they do to America and how they're a big reason our population is, you know, obese. Mm -hmm. We got her, and we have Susan Neely, who we wanted to talk about too, mm -hmm. who is uh, a lobbyist. Uh, she works for lobbyist group Beverage Association, which is another thing funded by right. the food industry. Which lobbyists are people who are getting, who are paid by different companies to go and get their bills or things to help them out and mm -hmm. influencing Congress people. So it goes like food company, lobbyist, government mm -hmm. and how they can try to curve it mm -hmm. it all goes back to being paid by the food mm -hmm. industry and she was also confronted by um just a spokesperson trying to see her input on obesity and beverages right she yeah in the weight of the nation we yeah, watched the that the nation looks troubled in answering the questions because she had to of course represent her company right and defend them but how can you go about doing that knowing... And she just deflected the whole time. We yeah. tried to change the subject. She changed it, but more, exactly. it again more towards exercise and less TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of focusing on her government company's mm -hmm. Responsibility. Um, input. Yeah. And you looked up Michael Bloomberg, right? Mayor of New York, and he limited 16 ounce of size of sugary drinks sold in restaurants, movie theaters, stadiums, and arenas. So basically, he was just like trying to limit the amount of soda that you could consume at one time. Though, so, and it actually showed that he, instead of bringing the proposal to the city council for a vote, the administration sent the board, sent it to the board of health. So that kind of right there just shows that instead of show, instead of bringing it to city council and involving the government, see that he bring it to the administration of health instead. Yeah, and it's all about like he got shut down really fast. They quoted that it um, it allegedly interfered with the consumer's choice. And he fought it mm -hmm. fought it so and they're based i don't know they're just basically saying we have a choice to consume their products but they also want us to make the choice so they're not being blamed to exercise and to involve less tv so it's kind of like how <clears throat> jane said like wishy-washy like like you want us to consume something that's feeding into us being obese and then you want us to supposedly exercise and, and balance it and out balance curve like the food industry is able to do that as well through an old mcdonald's and lobbyists of cleveland they gave money to the cleveland hospital and children's hospital of philadelphia to make themselves like look good you know mm -hmm. reading the perils of ignorance ig perils of ignoring history big tobacco played dirty and millions died how similar is big food mm -hmm. the article by kelly d brownell and kenneth e warner basically they book mm -hmm. from the 1950s 
50s, 60s, which they gave money to dance troops, museums, and communities mm-hmm. to look good for public right. relations. And that's what the food industry is doing at the hospital, mm-hmm. like McDonald's and the Cleveland hospitals. So what is that play? So the playbook, which is basically the core of ev- all the examples we just gave. Mm-hmm. So one is focus on personal responsibility as the cause of the nation's unhealthy diet. Mm-hmm. Second one is raise fears that government action spurs personal freedom. Vilify critics with to- totalitarian language, characterizing them as the food police, leaders of a nanny state, and even food fashion. Mm -hmm. and accuse them of desiring to strip people of their civil liberties. Criticize studies that hurt industry as junk science. Emphasize physical activity over diet. State there are no good or bad foods, hence no food or food type, should be targeted for change and plant doubt when concerns are raised about the industry. Doubt. Exactly. And it's, Mm -hmm. the playbook is basically them serving our, like our view on Mm -hmm. everything and these like core things that they have are basically telling us what we should, like how they influence our views Mm -hmm. and Oh, mm-hmm. there's so many different views mm-hmm. that they give us. Tuning in with us again. and we've This heard. is Ben Food for Thought. Our episode is Food Industry on Obesity. And mm-hmm. I'm Trisha. Taylor. And Jane.